Please turn to Psalm 142. Psalm 142. Two weeks ago, the Lord led us to consider John 14, verse 1. That verse where Jesus encouraged his apostles by saying, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. We will all experience difficulties and adversities in life. They will trouble us. We will sometimes be afraid. We will sometimes be overwhelmed. We will sometimes be discouraged. The question is not if these will come upon us. The question is, how will we respond to these times of difficulty in our lives? Our troubles should never result in us losing hope or losing faith in God. David experienced many difficulties in his life. He had more severe troubles than any of you or I will ever have. But he knew how to deal with the troubles and difficulties that confronted him. He did not quit or turn away from the Lord or question the Lord. And while he was at times distressed and overwhelmed, he was never destroyed. David dealt with difficulties by crying out to the Lord his God. David prayed to his Lord. Even as he praised and lifted up his voice in thanksgiving when times were good, so in times that were bad, he lifted up and cried to the Lord. Psalm 42 is one of his many prayers to the Lord. As the caption at the top reads, if your Bible is like mine, a psalm of David for instruction, a prayer when he was in the cave. And indeed, this is a good psalm of instruction as we learn how David prayed when he was in great trouble. This is not the cave where David cut off the skirt of Saul's robe. That was an event that occurred some years later. According to 1 Samuel 22, this is the cave Adullam in central Judah. As this psalm is in the past tense, we can understand that David is remembering his prayer in the cave at a later time and writing this psalm about that prayer. David was fleeing for his life from Saul. From the biblical perspective in 1 Samuel, we can estimate that David was about 20 years old at this time when he sought refuge in the cave. Just two years earlier, David had killed Goliath and won the hearts of Israel. He had gone on to marry Saul's daughter, Michael, become close friends with Jonathan, the prince, and defeat the Philistines with a great slaughter. But as you all know, Saul was envious and fearful of David's success and tried to kill him on many occasions. So David fled from Saul, first to Samuel, then to Gath, and here we find him in the cave Adullam. It is worthwhile to note that David would spend the next 10 years running from Saul until finally Saul is killed in battle and David becomes king. The cave was a low point for David. He may have wondered why such adversity was coming upon him. After all, He was the anointed king of Israel. 
and the champion of Israel. But here he is running for his life from Saul. And so we come to Psalm 142. Please follow along as I read the psalm. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Amen. Verse 1, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice unto the Lord, that I make my supplication. David begins by crying to the Lord. David had great needs on this occasion, and he demonstrated his fervency and seriousness by crying to the Lord with his voice. In the loneliness and seclusion of the cave, David cried out to the Lord. This was his closet on this occasion, and David used the cave to cry out mightily to the Lord his God. David cried only to the Lord. He knew who could hear him and help him in his needs. This is how David dealt with difficulties. He cried out to the Lord. May we be like David in the difficulties and perplexities of life to always and repeatedly cry out to the Lord. David dwells upon the fact that he spoke aloud in prayer. He remembered it later very well. We may not always pray aloud, but certainly here we see that in a situation of great need, David raised his voice and cried audibly to his God. How many times do we not pray as early or as often as we should in some difficulty? There is no more powerful leverage that we can exert upon the Almighty than when we come to him in prayer. David first cries to the Lord to let him know the urgency and the severity of David's situation. Then David makes his supplication to the Lord. Supplication means to ask humbly or earnestly as in prayer, to make a humble entreaty, to beseech, to make a humble and earnest petition, to beg. We find his supplication beginning in verse 2. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. David complained to the Lord about his problems. He did not complain about what God had allowed him to experience, but he complained about what was in his life. He complained to the Lord, not about the Lord. David told the Lord exactly what was bothering him. 
He did not bring his complaints before men. He brought them before the Lord. He did not make the mistake of complaining in front of those who could not help. He went right to the Lord, his God. These complaints had been building up in David. But here in the cave, he lets his grief and distress pour out before the Lord. David could have held back knowing that, well, the Lord already knows all about my situation. But he didn't do that. He described in detail to the Lord the difficulties he was in. He told the Lord what was going on in his life. We do not bring our complaints before the Lord to inform him, but to tell him that we are in great need and that we trust only in him. Verse 3, part A. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. David was overwhelmed by his difficulties. He was distressed. He was cast down. We must never forget that godly men do get discouraged and overwhelmed from time to time. But in these times, they never stop seeking the Lord. They never stop turning to the Lord and trusting in Him for their help. David knows that the Lord knew all about his situation. But he found comfort in remembering that even though he did not know his own path, yet the Lord knew his path. Indeed, the Lord knew everything about David's difficulties with Saul. The Lord knew David's path. David could rest in the fact that the Lord knew all about his problems. Verse 3, part B, In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. Even as the Lord knew David's path, the Lord knew that Saul and his men had laid snares secretly to catch David. David may not have seen the snares, but the Lord knew all about them and delivered David from them. David was encouraged that he could depend on the Lord his God of Psalm 31, 91, verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Verse 4, I looked on my right hand and beheld... But there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. David beheld, that is, David looked intently around him, but there was no one to be his help. David may have been alone at this time in the cave. There was no one to support him. There was no refuge for him. No one cared for David. Such a situation would have no doubt been very discouraging for the young man, David. The friends and family that he had known previously were not there at this time for his help. David did not have the support that he so much needed. David reminds the Lord that he had no help from any human means. He had no refuge. This verse is a great preparation leading into verse 5. I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. David reminds the Lord that the Lord was David's refuge and portion. David did not say that the Lord had provided him a refuge, 
No, the Lord himself was David's refuge. David found his comfort, strength, and deliverance in the Lord. David was not distraught that he had no human support at this time. He had the Lord. What better way of gaining the Lord's mercy in his life than to tell the Lord that his help and sustenance was only in the Lord? And not only was David's refuge in the Lord, but the Lord was David's inheritance, his portion. Even as God told Abraham, I am thy exceeding great reward. Here David acknowledges the same thing. While David was the anointed king of Israel, he had nothing of that inheritance yet. And he wasn't focused on that at this time. He found his comfort, his position, and his possessions in the Lord alone. It is a great thing indeed to have the Lord God Jehovah for our refuge, but what a glorious possession to have him for our portion as well. In the land of the living, in the land of the living, David tacks this on to the end of verse 5. David wanted the Lord to know that he was his eternal inheritance, but also his refuge and inheritance in this life, not just in the future. In this time of difficulty and trouble, David considered the Lord his refuge and his inheritance, his portion. Verse 6, attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Here we see David righteously reasoning with the Lord. As Abraham reasoned with the Lord about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, so David reasoned with the Lord about why the Lord should help him. First, David reminds the Lord that he was very low, a very low place in his life. He was distressed and discouraged. Lord, hear my prayer and help me. If the Lord did not lift David up, David was not going to be relieved, for there was none to help him. David also reminds the Lord that his enemies were stronger than he was. For that reason, the Lord should deliver him from those enemies. If the Lord did not deliver David from Saul and his men, they would soon catch David and kill him. David seeks to persuade the Lord to give him that deliverance. In this verse, we see David's godly reasoning with the Lord. Because David was cast down, and because his enemies were stronger than he was, David argues with the Lord to be his help and deliverance. Here again, as noted in verse 2, we see David pouring out his complaint before the Lord and showing the Lord his trouble. Verse 7a, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. Here we see David's third argument for why the Lord should help him. Because David would praise his name if the Lord delivered him. David felt like he was in prison, not because of the cave, but because of Saul's efforts to end his life. David assures the Lord that if he brings David out of his dire predicament, He will praise 
his name. What better reason for the Lord to deliver David than for his own glory and honor that he would receive through David's praise and thanksgiving? Verse 7b, the righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Here we see David's great confidence in the Lord. Having cried to the Lord, David was certain that the Lord would deliver him and bless him. As David had prayed earlier, he had no human support or refuge around him, but he knew that God would change that for his benefit. He knew that the Lord would deliver him from Saul and would encircle him with righteous men to support him in due time. David loved to have the righteous men around him. We see this often throughout the Psalms that David not only loved the Lord, but he loved good men who loved the Lord. David always wanted to be a companion of those who feared the Lord. David didn't have those righteous men around him right now, but he knew that the Lord would graciously return to him such a glorious situation in the days ahead. Not only did David know that the Lord would bless him with faithful companions again, but David had complete confidence that the Lord would again shower him with his goodness and tender mercies in the future. David does not set the timing for this, refreshment from the Lord, for he knows the Lord's timing would be best. Notice that David tells the Lord that he knows the Lord will return to him again. And by reminding the Lord of what he knows will come, he is asking the Lord to bless him with that goodness and mercy. Look at this psalm. This is a great example of a godly man's prayer in difficult times. Look at the elements of this prayer. David cried to the Lord with his voice to show the Lord his fervency and great need. David told the Lord all about his troubles. David reminded the Lord that the Lord knew all about David's situation. And David reminded the Lord that even though David had no human support, the Lord was his refuge and portion. Finally, we see that David reasoned with the Lord for why the Lord should deliver him, and that David showed great confidence that the Lord would deliver him and would bless him again. May this psalm encourage us to early and boldly and confidently cry to the Lord our God in times of trouble. Hebrews 14.6 is a great verse to finish off this psalm. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's right. Amen. Amen.